Let us pray. Open our ears, Lord Christ. Open our hearts that you may be born in them. Amen. Please be seated. The first Christmas was not televised. <laughs> it did not occur in a church filled with candles and decorations and organ music. It was not scheduled as one of several holiday activities. It didn't attract a big audience. Certainly not the kind that's packed from the back of the church to the high altar and folding chairs and standing around the edges. The first Christmas was not televised. It didn't happen how we would have planned it. We would have at least made reservations. Of course, this Christmas is not how we would have planned it either. This is not the way we've learned to do Christmas over two millennia. This is not our typical tradition. The Christmas story is rolling out differently this year at St. Martin's. A case in point is the Christmas pageant. Now, traditionally, we write a gospel-based script and ask the parish children to perform it for us. And there are typically several rehearsals all through Advent. And there is stage blocking to make sure that everyone fits on the altar. Spotters to make sure that the angels don't fall off the bench that they typically stand on. There are costume fitters and prop makers and line prompters. But not this year. This year, the Christmas pageant is televised. Filmed on several locations, including children's living rooms and front porches and backyards. And instead of feeding the characters their lines, we asked them to tell the Christmas story in their own words, off the top of their heads. Pick your favorite character from the traditional story, we said. Wear a costume if you like. Tell the part you like best. Get your mom or dad to film it on their phone and send the video into us and we'll do the rest which several of our youngest parishioners did, offering up their version of the second chapter of Luke with commentary. And I must tell you, I heard a few things for the very first time. <laughs> Abby and Ben, reflecting on what Joseph and Mary went through to make it to Bethlehem, described the Holy Family's ordeal as stressful and worrying. Finley observed that Jesus must have been overwhelmed with all those visitors being newly born and all. Stressful, worrying, overwhelmed. Those are the words that are on the tips of the tongues of our children these days. And they heard them resonate in the story of Mary and Joseph and Jesus this year, which makes their story true. Robert looked up how many miles Joseph and Mary traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It's 68. They walked and walked and walked, explained Nicholas. For at least 22 hours, if you average about three miles an hour, I looked that one up myself. 
The angel was scary because it looked like a ghost offered Pierce the shepherd. But there's nothing to be afraid of, said the angels who came in peace with news good enough to make a shepherd go from tending sheep to tending the gospel. I won't tell you how the story ends, though. Check out the full version on YouTube after the service. But what do we discover from such a story told from the heart? We learn, I think, that Mary and Joseph and Jesus were more like us than we care to admit most Christmases. More like the least of us, in fact. The ones who have to walk rather than ride. The ones who can't get a reservation. The ones who are worried and stressed and overwhelmed. The ones with no access to family at the worst possible time. The ones who spend more time outdoors than in. Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they get us. Do we get them? The Christmas story, truth be told, is simple and spare, and it's told in motion. God came into the world born by people on the move. And that's in keeping with the way God walked with Israel during that long stretch in the desert between captivity and the promised land. I love how last Sunday's reading from the second book of Samuel in it, God practically laughs out loud when David inquires about building God a house. Build me a house. I'll make you a house, says God. <laughs> and that's what God ultimately did on that first Christmas. God made humanity a house and moved inside and dwelt there. Which makes God's house a bit more mobile, a bit more nimble and adaptable than a building made of Wissahick and Schist or even a stable or a cave. It means that as we gather to visualize the story tonight, from wherever we happen to be tuning in, we may be seeing God more as God wishes to be seen within us not without us, at home with our fears and our worries and our overwhelm, always looking for a suitable place to entertain the ones most likely to be looking for help to arrive. Consider that if you keep reading the gospel through to the end, you'll see that Jesus, all grown up, spends more time on the move than in houses or synagogues, he walks from town to town with a band of followers. He walks to his death with a crossbeam on his shoulders. And after his resurrection, he catches up with his heartbroken disciples on the road, telling them the salvation story from beginning to end. I think this has always been how God wants to be seen and imagined and known as constantly on the move with us, falling into step with us, making a home in all the upheavals and uprootings of our lives. You shall be called sought out, Isaiah says of God's people. And we 
We are sought out and we are found this Christmas wherever we are, however we are. This pandemic is no exception. God is an old hand at walking with us through times like these. Jesus was born for them. Jesus was born in them this year. I think that Christmas is inviting us to find ourselves in the story, to tell it in our own words, to tell it by heart, much as we asked our youngest parishioners to do. We are asked to put ourselves with Jesus and Mary and Joseph on the 68-mile stretch from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and then to make the track of the disciple carrying the gospel from town to town. We're asked to make the way of the cross and to put ourselves on the road to Emmaus and recognize Jesus in the breaking of the bread. This, Christ, this Christmas might take more imagination than Christmas has passed, more legwork, more faith. But any point that we choose to enter the story of God always requires the same amount of imagination and legwork, truth be told. Every point of entry is an invitation to fall in step with God and to learn to tell the story by heart. Just don't forget your phone, because you might want to get this on video. Amen. <laughs>